0: The black is more at the bottom. I put it there. The other top colors needed to fall, to dissipate into the darker floor. They needed to trickle and be enveloped and held there by the anchoring grief. <laughs> Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer, and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist, and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities, one drawing or painting at a time, because It's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. I teach all my clients the same art and writing technique that's been so life-changing in my own recovery. It allows us to connect our thinking brain to our feeling brain and, quite literally, draw out the subconscious thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that need to be heard. In each episode, I'll share a piece of my artwork along with the free association writing I did in response to the image. Then at the end, you'll get a little bit of encouragement from your future self as I invite you to join me in imagining what message she may have for you today. This is real, raw, and vulnerable because in my experience, that's what it takes to truly heal. Let's get to it. Today's artwork is a mixed media collage, and it's a great example of how important it is for us to allow ourselves to simply play with the art materials. Our sense of play and spontaneity and ability to trust our intuition gets so muddied in the abuse cycle. And it's that muddiness that ultimately, and usually very gradually, leads to our loss of identity, or at least our loss of connection to our very own identity. Then it's through play and a spirit of openness and experimentation that we find ourselves again, or find ourselves for the very first time. On the day I made this collage, I remember taking a moment to stop and assess how my body was feeling. My emotions were all over the place. I was anxious and unfocused, and my body felt agitated and full of energy. I'd already tried taking a walk, but felt that a few minutes of art making was really what I needed now. And I felt like I wanted to tear paper, like thick paper, that just felt like it would be a really great sensory experience for me at the moment. And I just purchased a few packs of black construction paper and there was something about the heaviness of that color and the thick weight of the paper that just felt right to me. Now, logically it didn't make much sense to tear up a bunch of my brand new paper but intuitively i knew that's what my body needed and i chose to trust that voice i also felt that once i tore the paper that i was wanting um, a surface to adhere the pieces to i wanted to experience the satisfaction of first tearing the paper into lots of pieces and then also wanted the satisfaction of turning that chaos into something new This type of project is full of beautiful symbolism for how we can take back control over our uncomfortable emotions and circumstances, choosing to create something new out of the mess and chaos. It's actually a type of project I often do with clients. So after I gathered my black paper and my Mod Podge glue and a sponge brush, I noticed a large piece of Bristol board paper that I had begun um, a painting on several days before. Now, this painting, it had actually been more of a prop for a TikTok video that I had created. Um, The video was about what we expect art therapy to be like versus what art therapy is actually like. If you want to go check that out, feel free to do so. But my point is that I had had no emotional attachment to the painting. It was merely sort of a prop, something I was doing on camera for the funny video. And I knew I wouldn't mind covering it up with my torn pieces of black paper the the bristol board um, if you're not familiar is fairly heavyweight, like similar to a piece of poster board and the layer of dried acrylic paint on top of that made it even more of a sturdy surface for my collage project <clears throat> so the resulting image is a 24 by 16 inch piece of white paper covered almost entirely in small torn pieces of black construction paper and um, it's quite textured as the edges of each piece of black are not securely adhered to the surface so the little pieces are sticking up creates a lot of texture there are many layers which makes the collage quite heavy and thick There's a rough border of white that you can see around the edge of the larger paper with a few light blue paint splatters peeking through from the original painting underneath. When viewed vertically from a vertical position, um, many of the torn black pieces on the right side of the collage you can see have light blue and lavender scribbles on them made with oil pastels as your eyes travel toward the left side, you see those scribbles become hot pink and that hot pink color continues to trickle down toward the bottom. However, the very bottom of the collage shows only the solid um, black little pieces of paper with no oil pastel scribbles on them to view the images of today's artwork, head on over to Art That Overcomes on Instagram or sign up for my weekly email. That way you'll get it straight to your inbox each time a new episode airs. You can find all the important links you need at the link in the show notes. Now let's hear what this art had to tell me through my free association writing after I completed the collage. Up. Down, high, and low, so much tearing, so much paper here, so many layers, all in me, all encompassing, passing through me and in me and above me and on me. I ask my artwork, get it off or let it be, be inside me and flowing, crashing, tearing out. My artwork answers, no, of course it has to come out to come barreling out however it needs. And I need to allow, give the space to do that. I address my artwork again. It seems like the antithesis of what I should be feeling. I ask, should I be grateful? Shouldn't I be grateful, trusting, hopeful, bright? My artwork answers, you should be who you need to be. That's at the root of who you are and your gifting. You are able to stretch and be you, full steam ahead. The black is more at the bottom. I put it there. The other top colors needed to fall, to dissipate into the darker floor. They needed to trickle and be enveloped and held there by the anchoring grief. I feel the texture. It's so lively and vibrant and jumps off the page. It's moving. It's alive, free, expressive, doing what it pleases, what it wants and needs. That's what I need to do, how I need to be. Not crawling in a hole of conformity and insecure emotions and lack and longing and longing to belong. And I just need to be who I need to be for me and others. There are a few different points I want to make here about what came out in my responsive writing to this construction paper collage. First, I began my writing with the words up, down, high, and low. These words came directly out of a song I had been listening to while working on the art. It's an R.E.M. song called Low from their Out of Time album. R.E.M. is absolutely my favorite band and always has been. So the mere fact that I was listening to them while making art that day, really, that was already a way of honoring my true self and returning to my identity, who I am, what I like, etc. But what I really want to point out here is that when the words up, down, high, and low came to my head when I sat down to write I of course knew it was directly from the song and I could have easily edited that out and told myself that's not important it doesn't have any deeper meaning it was just in my head because I just listened to the song right and I see this happen all the time with my clients where they'll be quick to dismiss something that came up in their art or writing simply because their conscious brain, or as I say, their thinking brain, is able to explain it away. But one of our primary goals in this art and writing process is to allow our subconscious or our feeling brain to speak. And we're never gonna really truly get there if we keep rationalizing away the images or words that intuitively come up for us Just because we say, oh, I just heard that in a song or read it in a book or heard someone say it just now. Or maybe we say, um, you know, I just used that color because it's my favorite color and I didn't know what else to use. Or I just used the black paper because it was new and it was sitting out on the table. So there's no deeper meaning, end of story. You know, just because we can use our thinking brain to rationalize away any deeper meaning that could possibly be behind the creative choice we made doesn't mean there isn't any deeper meaning there. I'm going to say that again. Just because we can use our thinking brain to rationalize away any deeper meaning that might be behind our creative choice, that doesn't mean there isn't any deeper meaning there. We have to be willing to trust our gut and go with our intuition in this process if we really want to unearth Whatever limiting thoughts, beliefs, you know, complicated emotions are hanging out in our subconscious. Logic, like logic and reason, are really great functions of our brain, right? I'm really glad we have that. But if we just stay in our thinking brain all the time, we're not going to heal. Trauma is stored in our body and in our emotions. So we've got to meet them where they are, we've got to access them. Through creative outlets that are not limited by what makes sense on a cognitive level now there's so much more I could go into here as far as how our brains are affected by use of different types of art media um, and I'm sure that I'll do that in future episodes but for now please just understand that it's important to refrain from editing our art making or writing when engaging in this process When we feel one of those self-judging thoughts come up, when we feel that self-judgment, we need to notice and acknowledge it and then go with our gut anyway. And this takes practice. But I often say that within the creative process, there is no impulse control required. As long as you're not harming yourself or others, you're, you've pretty much got free reign here to make, to make ugly art, to write cliched phrases, or to make really good art and amazing poetry for that matter. You know, there's no right or wrong, no judgment or shame either way. The creative process is a safe place for you to explore whatever needs to come up, and no one can take that away from you. So I started with some song lyrics, up, down, high, and low. And I think it actually made sense in the context of this messy collage I just made. So it led me into what I I really did need to hear because I honored that. That song lyric, um, you know, it led me into describing the chaos that I saw when I looked at the page. So many emotions, so many layers all in me, passing through me and in me and above me and on me. Then my art validates for me that those emotions, those highs and lows, did need to come out of me to be seen and heard. They shouldn't stay inside. It tells me, essentially, that at the root of my gifting, that's the word that was used, at the root of my gifting, the root of, which I took to mean, you know, the root of who I am, who God has created me to be, and how he's gifted me, is my ability to be real, to say it like it is, and put it all out on the table. And then when I ask, shouldn't I be grateful, trusting, hopeful, bright? It says, you should be who you need to be. (laughs) Like how many of us need to hear that validation every day of our lives, right? I know I'm not the only one who needs that. The narcissist has brainwashed us into thinking and believing at a very deep level that the core of who we are is not acceptable any preferences, opinions, unique thoughts, or behavior, they deemed as too much in any way, Um, you know, that was shut down, it was stifled, it was shamed, or even just flat out obliterated. Some of you listening, you know, right now don't have any idea really of who you are. And I'm here to tell you that it is 100% within your power to find her to find the you that has been buried or destroyed she's in there it's just a matter of giving her a safe container to come out into out into the open to speak to you and for me it's this it's this art process this art and writing process that has provided that safe container so then so then my artwork, a.k.a. my subconscious brain, it goes on to validate that not only is it okay to play and experience the free and expressive um, feelings that seem to jump around the page, catapulted by that lively texture and bright colors I've allowed onto the paper, but there's also um, there's a weighty feeling of grief represented by the black pieces of paper at the bottom of the page that is also really necessary here. And it's not something to hide or shy away from any more than those vibrant and more playful feelings are. My artwork tells me um, the other top colors needed to fall, to dissipate into the darker floor. They needed to trickle, like trickle down and be enveloped and held there by the anchoring grief. That grief is an anchor for all of those other feelings. Now, I realize some of you may feel kind of saddened by the thought that grief needs to be there, that it's like never going away. But to me, this feels really comforting because it's my actual lived experience that grief is ever present on some level and that if I tell myself that it needs to completely go away that actually brings on feelings of depression and despair for me. I find that it's the denial of these uncomfortable emotions that actually keeps me stuck in them. And my clients as well, I see this all the time. When we try to just stay positive um, for the sake of staying positive at all costs, that's when we actually get stuck in those negative feelings. But you know, ironically, when we allow ourselves to experience them, to sit with that grief and allow it to be there, um, without silencing or shaming it, that that brings some relief. And again, not that they um, go away, but it's it's the it's the battle you know that battle with the grief or whatever other uncomfortable emotion you're feeling that battle with it that goes away the struggle dissipates we get we get relief from that struggle at the time of this recording of this episode, it's the fall season. And that means the anniversary of my mother's death is approaching. And I always feel um, a heaviness this time of year. And I've actually grown to appreciate that as a welcomed opportunity to spend time deep in thought, contemplating my beliefs about life and death and suffering and the afterlife And in that connection with my honest thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, I feel a deeper connection with my mother and with God and with myself. It's become a beautiful time of year for me, really, a beautiful time that's not without sadness. You know It's not without sadness, but I'm a firm believer that our positive and negative emotions are necessary opposites. So we can't have one without the other. If I don't ever allow myself to experience the deep grief associated with my mother's death or with the loss of what I once thought my relationship with the narcissist was going to be, then I can't experience true joy either. By silencing the emotions we receive or we perceive as negative, we also, you know, we're also silencing, numbing, or at least taking the edge off of those positive emotions that we want so badly to experience. So, so I love that this crazy black paper collage. Let me know that the bottom of the composition needed to stay black, and in fact, even those areas of playful bright colors are both. Um, you know they're drawn on top of some of the black pieces of paper and they actually they actually look even more vibrant with that dark contrast behind them you know that heaviness and darkness it exists throughout the picture and the heaviness and darkness is the sobering grief that's needed to anchor all the other emotions <laughs> Before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I wanna let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. So it was after experiencing the power of this art and writing process myself that I decided to reverse engineer it to create a step-by-step program that you can follow too. I get so excited about this. I call it the redefined process because we're all about redefining, right? And it's all included this whole process in my monthly redefined membership along with so much more. You're also gonna get access to weekly coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you. You'll have the option to schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me if you need more support, and lots of other additional courses also included. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store, or go to the link in the show notes to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. A message from your future self. Will you let me take care of you for a moment? Will you let me hold these big emotions? You're safe with me. Take a breath. Let your body sink into the surface of your chair, couch, or bed. Rest here. This is about you and me right now, no one else. Let out your tears. It's okay. I remember this day when the weight of so many life changes seemed to be crashing down all over again. It feels like you have to conquer this alone and like the weight will never leave. You are the strong one. You are the one who's making sure others are okay. You're the one who can't let them down again. You can't burden them like last time. But what if I told you that you're not a burden at all, and you never have been? What if I told you that from my vantage point, far in the future, it's clear that you did nothing wrong? You devote energy to guilt and shame. But what if I held that for you right now? What if I told you that dwelling on this weight is your choice, our choice? Do you believe me? Where do you feel this weight in your body now? Your shoulders, stomach, head, all over? Imagine this with me. As you lay or sit there now, I come sit right along beside you. Future you, whom you trust, is here now. I gently reach over and lift that weight right off as if it's a tangible object. What is the shape of that weight? The worry, fear, guilt, shame, regret, or grief? What does it look like? You see how strong I am and how I lift it off with such ease. You're free to hold it again if you need to, but I've got it for now. That's it, present you says. Yes, that's it, I respond. The choice was always ours. Thanks for listening in today. In this journey of healing after narcissistic abuse, it's so important that we allow space for our past, present, and future selves to speak. Today, you've gotten a glimpse into some messages I received from different parts of my subconscious brain that just needed to be heard, along with an encouraging message from an imagined future version of you. I hope there was something that resonated with you here and that you'll take it along with you on your own healing journey. Remember, you are an overcomer.